0: So, like, take off to the great white north. Take off. It's a beauty way to go. Take off, you hosers.
1: Hey guys, welcome to Hosers. My name is Chris Killingsworth and joining me as always is my co-host Carter Lupel. What's up, man? How's it going, Chris? It's going good. Uh, thank you for doing this tonight, man. I I don't feel like I owe you one,
0: but I know you've been working for like 13 hours, so I feel bad. Oh, no, we been working like a dog, but I've been wanting to get to it. It's been like on top of mind, like, shit, I need to get home and record a podcast.
1: Yeah, no, I felt like that too. And thanks to everybody who's been patient for us to post this episode. We... Actually, you and I got together obviously this weekend to watch some playoff hockey. But I just—it's weird, you know. Like when you come home, I just—I just, I just want to hang out with you. And if we do a podcast together, that's great. But like, we had so much fun just, you know, going out for uh, for food and hanging out.
0: Hanging out with the girls.
1: Yeah, that was fun. I think they they enjoyed it as well because we kept our hockey banter at a minimum. <laughs> we,
0: we only watched the third period of that train wreck. So they... Oh
1: my god! Yeah, Nashville, Colorado. Yeah, I mean <laughs> it was it was interesting uh, to like to like obviously watch it as a group, which we are known to do when we can. But yeah, I. Uh, you know I, I ho- was hoping we could put out an episode sooner but I'm glad that we're we're getting to it tonight it is Thursday April 26th which means that the first round ended last night and of course we have uh, Pittsburgh and Washington playing their first game of round two which the last time I checked it was in the third period uh, two uh, two I believe yeah.
0: so I was gonna say how many uh, Pittsburgh leads 17 to 15 games. For- <laughs> yeah i don't
1: i i was watching a little bit of of it at, uh, at work as i was leaving but you know couldn't couldn't get into it too too much but yeah we're, we're we're done with the first round we're going to break break that down a little bit my bracket is just so broken like there there's no coming back from, from Mine's that.
0: honestly not too bad
1: yeah mine mine is, is pretty bad but <laughs> once we go through uh first round we're going to start talking a little bit about the second round uh and then yeah, I think we can give ourselves the opportunity to course correct uh, our brackets and and see if if we can get back on the the same page. Hopefully, a winning page because I'm not feeling so great about mine right now. Oh no, <laughs> but whatever, life goes on. Uh, in any case, how are you feeling about the the playoffs as a whole? I know our last episode focused so you know we were kind of like dead center on talking about the playoffs uh, along with a couple of quick things here and there, but. How do you feel that everything's gone so far? Have you enjoyed it? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Like, I um I started a hockey, like, NHL bracket challenge at work, um, and I'm in third right now, and I'm feeling pretty good about myself because the two that are ahead of me are, like, uh, the one guy knows his hockey, um, and then the other... Actually, shit, the two that are ahead of me know their hockey well. <laughs> I, I, I was boosting, I was like... Oh, the two that are ahead of me are just, they're they're flukes, but they actually know their hockey really well, so, but I'm third in my work, or my work uh, bracket, so I'm feeling good about that. Um, Playoffs, though, it's been a wild ride, like, the the ones that I expected to go on and wanted to go on have, other than Toronto. That's, like, my only shortcoming of these playoff series is watching Boston progress again. Right, right. And I guess, I don't know, the NHL needs some sort of reform. I'm tired of seeing Pittsburgh and Washington play each other. Like, that's why I made the joke, like, fifteen, seventeen 17 games to 15, because how many times have they actually met each other in this round?
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it was kind of like a, a collision course that was going to happen. Yeah. I know I had said last episode that I felt that Columbus was going to be able to beat uh washington and i honestly thought they would um they brought him to six games so oh my god i'm so sorry my cat is like yelling into the microphone she i
0: have have the dogs chewing bones on the bed beside me
1: there you go as you know she's just such a huge fan of the defensive pairing of zach wierenski uh and (laughs) seth jones um she just needed to get that out in the open can you hear her
0: it's okay i like them too (laughs)
1: <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, it, it, I think as a fan, um, and, you know, now that my main beliefs are out, it's, it's just it's for me, it's just fun to be able to, like, kind of start following teams a little bit closer than maybe you would in the regular season. Um, oh, and totally. With, with that Kind of to, you know, I can't think of a scenario where I'd ever um, not enjoy Ovi and, uh, and and Sidney Crosby going head to head. Like, it's just, I live for it, you know? I was oh, totally
0: it's, watching, like, Holtby and Murray, like, square up and, yeah. like, it's, it's such good hockey. But, like, and I was talking to somebody about this today, like, the fan in me is, like, happy with every outcome at this point other than Boston. <laughs> like, that's the...
1: Yeah, well, and the, even then... You know, we'll we'll get into it a little bit too, but I I really don't think it's the end of the world for the no. Maple Leafs.
0: No, no, it, and I'm I'm not just talking about like um like the Leafs going to like I I just have like a like a born hate for Boston being a Habs fan, but like they have a young team and they obviously did more good than bad, um so they deserve to be rewarded for what they accomplished. You know what I mean? Like yeah, that was a tough seven games, um but. Yeah, the fan in me is happy with any outcomes in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, I'm uh, I'm happy with the way she goes right now. Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, it, it's good. So, do you want to start in the Western Conference or do you want to start in the East? I guess it would make sense to start uh on the uh the west side. Yeah. Cool. Well, the uh, number one seeded team in the West, obviously Nashville, uh, was up against Colorado, who was the second wild card. Uh, I think you and I both had the Predators winning that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I had them. I thought they were going to sweep them. Uh, boy, boy, was I wrong.
1: Yeah, I feel like the Avs... like. Put up a pretty decent fight, all things considered, because I think the consensus, you know, was that there was going to be a sweep. But the Predators winning the series 4-2, to I think, was a little bit of a surprise for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, we both had, you know, Nashville moving forward. um was there anything that stood out for you? Like when we, were, I mean, we did watch the uh, elimination game together, yeah. which was kind of a stinker for Colorado. Uh, but was there anything that stood out? Any performances that really stood out to you? Uh, not really.
0: Like it was like that was the Nashville team you expected. Like I feel bad for Colorado, and you gotta feel for McKinnon and those guys. Like like when you go up against a team like Nashville like you're just bound for a train wreck like they didn't even look like they were playing in the same league like it was um when Nashville wanted to command it, it like it it's almost like Nashville meant to lose those two games like that was part of the showmanship like oh yeah absolutely
1: yeah it's it's interesting i mean i the, the thing that stands out for me is uh, a couple of the uh, interesting plays that Subban made. He had one yeah. really, really bad play. I want to say it was in uh, Game 3 or Game 4 um, that cost him a goal. But yeah. then it was almost as if he redeemed himself the following game. Well, he had, um, like,
0: he was quiet after that. Like Yeah, were, he was. Like, he's normally a high-risk, high-reward defenseman, but he played almost like fundamentally okay for the rest of the the series yeah
1: i felt that his performance was pretty safe i think the one thing that really stands out to me is um all the talk that you and i had about nashville finally getting their number two center with Mm -hmm. kyle turris and he's he's been really boring yeah (laughs) he like i think it's been said before um but you know for a guy who shoots a lot he wasn't uh, you know, he, he's not getting the back of the net, I think as often as he'd like. Um, and yeah, he's, he's just been kind of lackluster for me. I think, you know, he's got another gear and hopefully we see that as the playoffs go on with, uh, you know, Nashville playing Winnipeg, who is a, I would say much, uh, I don't know if it's fair to say deeper team, mm-hmm. um, but a team that's going to be firing on all cylinders. So well, tourists came in
0: at a weird time though. Like I'm I'm like, he he has, he had a, Uh, a big role to fill in nashville coming out of that ottawa organization yeah
1: oh the expectations were definitely high i'll agree with you on that um the second uh the second series that uh were, we're gonna go through here is winnipeg versus minnesota that to me like you know you and i both uh both had winnipeg in that and the jets won that series four to one yeah i had five games so i'm fine with that I think for me watching that series, I just love seeing how flustered Bruce Boudreaux is going to (laughs) get like, he just always looks like he's going to go ballistic, um, which I kind of (laughs) go ahead.
0: No, no. And I I was just going to add that. It's always fun to watch a stall play hockey.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That's been really, really fun to watch. Um, super enjoyable that way. I would agree with you on that. Um, the thing that's interesting about Eric Stahl obviously is just what an incredible season he had. Um, Mm -hmm. Uh, I was hoping
0: quietly incredible.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Especially for a guy, um, that's that age. Right. And I think, you know, Mm -hmm. there were a lot of people who, you know, had some negative things to say about him, obviously him being on a bit of a, a decline as he gets older, but the thing that, you know, you, you can't, really argue with is the guy had 42 goals he's 33 years old Um, he still is another year at I believe three and a half million and it'll just be interesting to see what happens with him afterwards there was yeah. something I thought was really interesting um, from the uh, from the Minnesota organization. Um, obviously, Parise was playing uh, and had a broken sternum. I don't even know how you play with a broken sternum. <laughs> but on top of Ryan Suter being out, you know, you, we talked about it last episode. Like, I think that they were a team that was really hurt. Mm-hmm. Um and I was reading something in 31 Thoughts from Elliot Friedman that was talking about uh, Parise and Bruce, uh, Bruce Boudreau disagreeing with his role uh, on the power play. I guess Parise was used to being in a shooting position, yeah. uh, and Boudreau wanted him in front of the net. Yeah. Um, and, and, yeah, it, it's interesting because, you know, you always wonder about the dynamic when a new coach comes in and you have a guy like Parise who's been playing in the league for a long time, and you have a guy who could potentially be very stuck in his ways. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Boudreaux comes in and, and, and changes it up quite a bit, right? So, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. But I thought that uh, Matt Dumbo played really, really well. Um, you know, obviously, Charlie Coyle, Nino Niederreiter, guys that you wanted to see a little bit more out of. I, I just, I wasn't seeing it. Um, yeah. And I think with a guy like Ryan Suter out and a guy like, you know, Zach Parise out, it's just it's rough but on that note then we had uh the vegas golden knights versus la you were right i was wrong (laughs) la is they were just terrible man
0: man i so i thought it was for sure gonna go to seven games with like la and their defense and it being the vegas golden knights first playoff round ever like i thought they were gonna have some kinks to work out yeah but vegas played perfect hockey like Four games of perfect hockey, like you can't couldn't ask for anything more.
1: Yeah, for me, it's just kind of this like resounding reminder that the Kings are just so slow. You watch a team like the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, and they're very quick. Oh, they just Um,
0: pounded them.
1: Yeah, and it's just for me such a reminder that L. A. Who, to be honest with you, kind of plays boring hockey. Like even the times that they won the cup. It was yeah. very, like, slow but calculated, and they would capitalize on the mistakes that the teams would make in the neutral zone, in my estimation. Yeah. And now they're, they're just not quick enough. Like, they're going to have to look at getting a little bit quicker. Um, so yeah. that'll be interesting. Um, as far as the Kings go, there was uh, a comment, you know, Elliot Friedman always uh putting out this great blog the 31 thoughts often like right before we record so it always gives us something to talk about but there was a conversation that jeff skinner um might test his value and that the la kings might be interested when jeff skinner uh is a ufa uh at the end of next year he would definitely bring the speed but I, I yeah. just I can't see it like I don't see any scenario where Carolina would trade Jeff Skinner. I was getting yeah. into it or not getting into it but having some dialogue with some people on Twitter about that some Carolina fans today actually. Um, and, and I just don't see a scenario where you're ever going to get fair value if yeah. Carolina is looking for edge or for, you know, grittier sandpaper, lunch pail, all those stupid adjectives that you'd use to describe <laughs> kind of a, a, a you know, to- more...
0: Tommy Shear kind of hockey player. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: I, I just don't see any scenario where that really makes sense. Right. So, yeah. Anyways, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Kings, but I think that they really have to evaluate. Um, luckily, they've got some some pretty good prospects in their pool. Um, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Gabe Velarde. Um, you know
0: what? Luckily, they got some time on their hands.
1: Yeah, yeah. To well, make these
0: decisions.
1: <laughs> the most time, actually, because they were the first uh, first team out, right? So cue, cue
0: laugh track.
1: I'm not putting in a laugh track. I'm oh, sorry, buddy.
0: Oh, man. <laughs>
1: but uh, anyways, you were right. I'm not even going to continue feeding your ego on that. But, no, I uh, don't.
0: Like, I, I, w- I expected Vegas to lose. I was just trying to be stubborn and say, yeah, they're going to take it. Yeah. But, like, with a team, uh, like, with as much, as, like as much experience and poise and, like, able to operate like under pressure and like with like that extreme calculation, like mm-hmm. that we've seen of L. A. in the past, I, like my gut told me they had no chance of getting past uh, that L. A. team, and then I yeah. like don't know how the hell it happened so fast.
1: Yeah, definitely, and and you're you're right. I think the weird thing about L. A. for for a long time, like obviously they were a wild card team, uh, the first wild card team in the West, and you know. They've, re, you know, the, the years that they've been successful, they've been at the bottom um, going into the playoffs. And the one mm-hmm. year I believe they were the, uh, I think they were the wild card, and, and that was the year they won the cup, if I'm not mistaken, or one of the years they won the cup. So, yeah. and and long as it been like this, like they're a postseason team in the regular season, they may not be, you know. A, a team that you can always rely on to be successful, but come the postseason, they're they're a juggernaut, right? And this year, it was just like kind of laughable how bad they were, right? Yeah, absolutely. The next team we're going to chat about, or the next series rather, we're going to talk about is Anaheim and San Jose. Sharks swept for nothing, yeah, uh, just like the Golden Knights swept Los Angeles um did you get a chance to watch any of those games at all i know they're kind of a the, the later game more often than not but was there anything that stood out to you
0: no i just got to catch the highlights man those yeah are, those are way past my like i stayed up for vegas games mm-hmm. i couldn't uh i couldn't stay up for and i i like stayed up for uh for vegas games when they were the earlier of the two
1: Mm-hmm. definitely
0: yeah it was uh it was pretty sad,
1: man. Um, when you look at the way that Anaheim was playing, and, and I had the Sharks beating Anaheim, um, to me, it's it's they just looked very tired. Um, I think they still play a really physical game, and obviously with guys like Getzlaff, Perry, and Kessler, you know they're going to play on a bit of an edge. Um, but Getzlaff and Kessler, in particular, looked very very tired. Um, and you look at a guy like Perry, who is still, uh, he's got a very rich contract. Um, you wonder if maybe they move on from a guy like Corey Perry. Um, yeah. cause they're, they're pretty close to the cap. Um, you know, I think there were bright spots. Like I think John Gibson's been a really great goalie. Um, after Freddie Anderson got traded to the Leafs, John Gibson obviously took the starting role in Anaheim. Um, and he just he gets injured a lot. Uh, and that's been a huge problem for him. Um, I feel like if their goaltending was maybe a little bit more consistent or if they had a better backup when John Gibson was injured, um, you know, th- that they could have done a little bit more damage. But yeah, Getzlaff and Kessler looked really, really bad. Um, yeah. And I know Getzlaff had a bit of a rough season to begin with, but I was surprised that they couldn't even get a single game out of it.
0: Oh yeah. Well, that's a, like, that Getzlaff line is just like, they're, they're like the great wall. Like, I don't know how people shut them down and they seem to like walk all over them.
1: Yeah. Any line with Getzlaff on it, whether he, you know, cause they have a tendency to play people up and down. Right. But the other side of it too, is, is that if you look at the sharks, they are, I think a lot deeper than team, you know, than, than teams think that they are. Um, you're seeing a lot of great, um, you know, depth in the bottom six with the sharks that have been consistent for most of the year. Uh, so it wasn't super surprising for me. You got to look at a guy too like Evander Kane, and I know we've talked about him before, but but he's been a really bright spot, um, for San Jose as well. And ultimately, Martin Jones has been playing out of his mind, um, which is. You know it is great for him obviously uh they needed a goalie that was going to be kind of a long-term solution and, and i think they obviously have that with martin jones so interesting to yeah. see where that all ends up it's also weird to me that martin jones got to san jose because he got traded from la as the backup goalie to boston <laughs> and then boston flipped him to san jose kind of a crazy little turn of events there but anyways that's that's that um so if we look at the way that this is shaped out obviously for the second round we have the Predators against the Jets uh and then we also have the Golden Knights versus uh the Sharks what is your prediction as far as the uh Nashville Predators and the Jets go man this is the uh the Stanley
0: Cup round two rounds early right
1: oh my god I I I know (laughs) I'm kind of you know beating a dead horse at this point but this has got to be the matchup of of the playoffs right
0: oh absolutely like yeah like hands down going to be the best hockey that we've seen all year is going to be coming out of this this bracket
1: absolutely and i think you know this is it's been like a collision course and i think it's going to be really really interesting to see how this goes but where do you think that or not where do you think but who do you think is is going to be the the winner when it's all said and done
0: so that that's like like there's all those different like like i said those different narratives that the fan in me like would love to see like i'd love to see a winnipeg cup i'd love to like for a first cup i'd love to see nashville like win their redemption cup like Mm -hmm. and that I hate Suban. Like I, I
1: know, I'm not even getting into the, your dislike for Suban, but anyways. But,
0: and I, like I also couldn't stand Bufflin, but they've been playing like Bufflin's played such good hockey. Mm-hmm. Like you can't fight how good Bufflin is. Like Suban's made his mistakes, and like, they they've been big mistakes. But Bufflin like has been playing seamless hockey. Mm-hmm. So it's like Bufflin finally deserves some hardware, I think. So I, like my rationale has Nashville going on, but if I want to take um, my pick and have uh, have it be like a, a crazy series, I'd have Winnipeg going on with the, how hungry they are right now.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I think the thing that's, I don't know if it's really understated at this point, but Minnesota was so banged up that it was very easy for the jets to get through them and you look at a team like colorado who is the second wild card actually gave nashville a run for their money like Colorado, arguably, in the on the western side of, of the bracket, they put up the best fight against the team that they lost to when you compare it to the two sweeps and then Minnesota uh, against the Jets. But, you know, I, I like you, think that the Jets uh, are going to come out on top. I know it's an unpopular opinion. Everybody is on the Predators bandwagon, it feels like, right now, which is, is cool. Like, don't get me wrong, I think it's great that uh, a team like... Nashville is getting the uh kind of the recognition that they deserve they have an amazing 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 hockey team um but for me it's just I just feel like the the secondary scoring and the really the offensive help that you get through all four lines uh from the Jets are going to play a big role against the Predators and and that's really uh really interesting to see how it all shakes out right but yeah I also have Winnipeg going all the way to the Cup. Um, and quite cool. frankly, if if it's not Winnipeg that goes from the Western Conference, it's going to be Nashville, um, which yeah. kind of brings us back to the other side of things here. Uh, if you were to look at the bracket and you're you know, taking into consideration the, uh, the Golden Knights versus the Sharks, how are you feeling about that?
0: Well, if you stack them up like... Like, the Vegas Golden Knights are almost, like, unanimous for taking the Sharks. Um, like, the only... Th- like, if you earn the bracket challenge, statistically, like, their penalty kill is a little better, like San Jose's. Mm-hmm. And... But marginally, and same with their face-off wins, marginally, like, I don't think that's enough to <laughs> get them past the Knights. And I go back to Thornton not being a playoff hockey player. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't put that much pressure on Burns. Like, you see him start to crumble under that weight, like, and my my only my only worry would be, like, if Kane has a, a happy, healthy round, mm-hmm. you know, like, because Kane's been playing some great hockey.
1: You and I both have Winnipeg jerseys now. Should we talk about that?
0: We both have Winnipeg jerseys. So... We're going to look so hot. It's funny because
1: those of you guys who listened to the last episode, we were you know, having a little bit of banter about me wearing a uh, Shifley or Brian Little jersey to represent Barry Colts, the teams that those guys played, uh, played on in junior. Uh, and then Carter came to my apartment last week and gave me a, uh, a white Winnipeg Jets jersey, which is the nicest thing anybody's ever done for me.
0: <laughs> now, now you can wear it with confidence knowing that you have your boys going to the cup final. Yeah, well, I just,
1: I wouldn't say they're my boys. I'm definitely on the bandwagon right now with the Leafs out of the playoffs. Uh, and for me, they're they're just such an exciting team. Uh, and I'm hoping that, uh, you know, one of their right-handed defensemen will make their way to the Leafs at some point, <coughs> Jacob Truba. But uh, <laughs> anyways, let's let's continue on here. Um, I guess I should probably give you my pick for who's going to win between the Sharks and the Vegas Golden Knights. Um for me i gotta go with the sharks
0: Mhm. that's that's it that's it well, i'm going okay. i'm me going vegas. with the
1: sharks they're gonna beat vegas i need at some point a dagger to be driven in in your heart uh for the vegas golden knights <laughs> hopefully not all right buddy well we'll we'll see how it all plays out um i feel like that series it you know it has the potential to go six to seven games what about you what do you think
0: um I don't know if it goes to seven I'll give it six.
1: So you have uh you have the Golden Knights going what like three and or like what four and two
0: Yeah okay
1: fair enough we'll have to see. <laughs> Let's move into the next conference. Uh, if we look at the Eastern Conference, obviously we had Tampa Bay versus the New Jersey Devils. I am in the Eastern conference a little bit more than i am in the western conference follow the eastern conference much more yes the bias is real i'm sorry for the uh, west coast (laughs) people that are listening um but if we look at tampa versus new jersey tampa i think was dominant against new jersey
0: did you have any thoughts around that no exactly what i expected
1: yeah, I mean, I think Hall played really well. Yeah. Um, New Jersey was kind of, you know, they, they were going on house money. They had the first overall pick last year getting Nico Heischer, Uh And I mean, Colorado, for that matter, both teams that were at the bottom of the league last year, both making their way into the playoffs. Um, it's exciting for the Devils, I think. I think the Devils have, uh, you know, they've got a lot of talent. It'll be interesting to see kind of what comes next for them. Um, but I was really impressed with the way that Hall played. Um, it's, uh, it's interesting that he's had the season he's had and probably still won't get MVP, Yeah. Um, which I'm not even trying to think about. I know that the, uh, Masterton or not the Masterton, pardon me, the Ted Lindsay award, yeah. um, the finalists were named not too long ago, a couple hours ago. And you have Taylor Hall, Nathan McKinnon and Connor McDavid for the Ted Lindsay. Yeah. Um, and that's the most outstanding players that are voted by the players. Um, so I don't know. I'd really like, like to you- see Mc- McKinnon or Hall take that one. Cause I think it's almost too easy for Connor McDavid to get it at this point.
0: But yeah, and like they, they dug their teams out of the grave pretty much.
1: Yeah. I, and, and, and ultimately like, don't get me wrong. Connor mcdavid dragged that team
0: <laughs> yeah. you know
1: what i mean and, but not,
0: and not all the way out of the grave though
1: no and and there is also another thing that i found, found was really interesting is that um when you look at the uh, new jersey devils they don't typically spend to the cap but i guess yeah. their owner gave them the okay to spend to the cap next year so oh, they'll nice. have a little bit of wiggle room it'll be interesting to see if they're aggressive in free agency or not um but it's it's been an interesting ride, to say the least. You know what I mean. Um, I would have loved for them to, to, you know, somehow beat Tampa Bay. But Tampa Bay was great. Vasilevsky uh, kind of turned it all back on, and uh, that second line for Tampa Bay with uh, Braden Point on it uh, was pretty great. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the next uh, next round. There, the next, the next. Uh,
0: I guess we the the next thorn in our side.
1: Yeah, I was trying to find a way to be funny with it, but really, the next series uh, in the bracket was Boston and Toronto. This is the one.
0: The next poetic tragedy. Oh my god! You know what?
1: At the end of the day, I I'm not feeling that bad. I'm really not. I'm really not. I thought I thought I would be more bothered by it. Um, but I'm not. I'm not feeling too too bad. I think for me it is, you know, I look at hockey, and I've, I've said this before. I'll say it again. It for me is very much an outlet. It is something that I can look forward to watching every night. And yes, sure, this league, sure the players sometimes and the personalities in the sport, uh, you know, can put in a, a dampen on or a damper rather on the excitement uh, and some of the fun. And, you know, some of the rules can be bullshit and some of the officiating can be bullshit and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. But for me, it is playoff hockey. There's there's really nothing like it. Um, I really, really enjoyed that series. Um, yeah. But at the end of the day, like I said on Twitter today, I feel as if Frederick Anderson can't continue to bail them out of games because their defense no. is so poor.
0: That was Like, I think. I think what happened with Roman Polak is he meant to go sign up for the ASHL and he (laughs) accidentally signed up for the NHL.
1: I don't know if that happened, man. The guy gets paid pretty decently for what
0: he does. How the hell? Like, so, that's the So, if we just break down Game 7, well, we'll go Game 7 into the rest of the series. Sure. Like, we'll go Game 7 down to Game 1. Like... So starting from Riley getting the puck in the face.
1: Yeah. And I'm not convinced Chara didn't do it on purpose, by the way.
0: And Marsha, <laughs> I'm joking.
1: I'm joking. I'm joking.
0: <laughs> what a fucking rat ducking like that. Knowing he's got somebody right behind him who does not have eyes on the puck.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Like, I haven't actually seen it. I called you around the time that that happened as I was driving home from work, and I haven't had a chance to go through all the highlights of game seven that I missed while I was driving home.
0: Yeah, so Mar- Marshawn was like fighting with Riley in front of the net, and Marshawn looks up, sees the puck coming, and ducks, which exposes Riley's head, and he gets Charles shot square in the face. Yeah. Like, if you're like the NHL is supposed to be a gentleman's game. If you're fighting with someone, you know someone's behind you who could potentially get really hurt, on your team or not, the least you can do is turtle in a way that the puck is not going to hurt both of you. Like, yeah, I know, you've, but you've done this like I've done this a million times because I know like I can like I've taken pucks in the mouth and everywhere and I like I know if I can avoid that for two people I'm going to do it in a way that I know like it's learning how to fall type thing. And he mm-hmm. knows how to do it, but that's just Marchand being the fucking rat that he is. Like he's such a weasel.
1: Yeah, and, he is. But you got to think too, like in the heat of the moment, the type of game that he plays, like he doesn't, I, I can't see any scenario where he really gives a shit. No,
0: but that's what I mean. Like, that's not, that's not hockey. Yeah. Like, it's supposed to be a community. It's supposed to supposed to be, like, even though you're playing against each other, like, you're after something greater, yeah. and like you're. This is something, for like this isn't really. F- it's not for them. It's for everybody spectating, right? Right. And to participate in, and he like he spoiled it, like, being as like nasty as you... Like I was so so happy watching Kapanen score that goal. Yeah. Against him and racing him out and knocking him on his ass. But, sorry, back on track. So <laughs> Riley, Riley got hit in the face, leaves the game. Okay, so Zaitsev doesn't have, like, he doesn't have the footing in Toronto to be that number one defenseman. Not even a little bit. And, like, they have nobody else. And then when Riley came back, he was at 50%. Mm-hmm. And so a 50% Riley and a Zaitsev aren't enough defense to carry them past the Boston team. So well, not in. if
1: Jake Gardner's, you know, giving up.
0: Uh, oh my God! I, don't I mean, mean, I, I, I don't, don't, mean, <laughs> don't. He who shall not be named.
1: Yeah, I mean, he turned over the puck, and and I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Anderson, I would say two or three of the goals were soft enough that he should have been able to save it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know what? Like, uh, I know this sounds weird, but I feel like reading all of the hot takes on Twitter after yeah. the game and like the rest of you i wake up every morning and spend well, maybe the rest of you i don't know you probably do it five or ten minutes before i jump in the shower every morning and i just take a quick look at twitter see if i missed anything mm-hmm. um and it was just hot garbage the shit uh, that some people were talking about did on you twitter. see the
0: some of the somebody started to GoFundMe me to buy out gardner's contract
1: yeah i heard about that that at work today i heard about it from uh, a girl i work with who i I wouldn't say she's like a hardcore hockey fan which is cool and no no issues there but um i feel like this is the part of being a toronto maple leaf fan that i fucking hate is the incessant like you know I'm right I'm going to find like you, know, you get people that are like they need to trade Gardner and they need to have a better leader because Austin Matthews doesn't do press and blah 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 mm-hmm. blah And 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 really when you have enough of this noise going on it's enough for somebody to want to literally just log out of Twitter for the night and go to bed yeah. and I made the stupid mistake of coming back on in the morning and I'm just like <laughs> oh my god thank god I got to drive to work and I don't have to deal with any more of this shit but oh, Bob, Bob dropped Off, huh? Yeah. (laughs) If if you look at it or you think about it, it's you you know Toronto has not had a competitive defense in 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 quite a while,
0: (laughs) and and and, and quite a while is a stretch. Well, that was their pitfall this series. Like you saw it from, so mapping game seven back to game one, you saw the steady you saw the steady decline of of Riley. Like Riley is he tired himself out because, like, he was basically the only defense. Mm -hmm. And then, like, you saw how much Anderson slowed down from game one to game seven. Like, Mm -hmm. watching how Anderson moved laterally game one to how he moved laterally game seven, he was moving at half the speed, and that's why. And so when the defense aren't stopping those lanes Mm -hmm. and allowing them to pull him across the ice at the same speed that they were in game one, but he's not moving like he was because he's just drained from standing on his head for seven games. Like of course they're going to get those easy goals. So yeah. like it was it was just like Boston wore them down and they did it right, you know.
1: Yeah, and I feel like all of the narratives like I'm literally scrolling through TSN um, right now and you know obviously there's a lot of leaf's content i would not argue that even a little bit but like some of the shit that's being talked about is ridiculous like talking about matthew's relationship with with babcock and stuff like that i've got a news flash for people players don't typically like the coach <laughs> yeah. this this is should not be a surprise to anyone whatsoever uh, you know, I'm reading this thing that Darren Dreger either said or wrote. Babcock annoys Matthews, but he pushes everyone's buttons, and I'm just thinking, yeah, no that's shit. what a fucking coach does. Like, why are you surprised by that? And I, sure, I, you I'm know,
0: I'm sure I, the boys this year loved time yeah. using oh Shoot my
1: god yeah i've literally had players like look at me like they're gonna fucking slash me in the neck because <laughs> you and i are talking about like hey you need a, a better forecheck there like you weren't you know you where, where was your guy on that play like you gotta look at the back door or else they're gonna score like how many times did i say that to the defense this past year like a hundred fucking yeah. times
0: what that's what the coach's job is to tell them that they're fucking up and not to do it again. Like,
1: right. And I'm not saying that, like, everything that Babcock does is good. I'm not even saying that it's great, but that's not a story. You know what yeah. I mean? Some of the best coaches in the game were not well-liked by anybody, and that's kind of what they're supposed to do. I understand that there's got to be, a, like, a healthy dichotomy uh, between the coach and player, but, like, this isn't a story. Like, don't don't yeah. continue to propel this type of shit. Um, and, and on top of that, like, on the topic of Matthews, Marner by far was the best player in the series, yeah. Like, you know, Marner, Hyman, Brown, uh, Plakanic obviously was playing pretty good as well. Uh, yeah, he Ma- was. Matthews didn't show up. Nylander yep. didn't show up. I mean, you know, he, that's not fair to say totally for Nylander because he had a couple of of good spots and a couple of good looks, but largely wasn't the impact player that he's expected to be. And mm-hmm. it's all, you, you know, it, it's all part of the fucking process, right? Like, you know, you get a lot of non-Leaf fans out there, and, and I don't consider myself to be a traditional Leaf fan as far as this goes, who are like, you know, you know, The expectation was that they were going to go so much further into the playoffs and all this stuff. And I'm just thinking like, man, Austin Matthews, your franchise player, is 20 years old. He's still learning. He's still growing. And I won't subscribe to this, you know, same conversation next year. I think next year is the year that there's – we got to move away from – uh, you know, excuses after excuses to no excuses. Like, I, I can't keep saying, like, you know, this is a, a growing opportunity for the big three, you know, you know core forwards on our team. Like, we, we can't do that for much longer. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like... I'm not bummed. Like I said off the top of the show, like we're going to pick somewhere between 23rd and 25th. So if the Sharks and the Penguins win their series, the Leafs will pick 23rd. If the Penguins or the Sharks, one of them wins and one of them loses, they'll pick 24th. And if both teams lose, they'll pick 25th. So you're going to get somewhere between 23rd and 25th. Uh, Thomas Williams and I... Uh, our, our boy Thomas, we were, you know, chatting back and forth through text and Twitter today. Like there's still going to be some great people on the board at that point. And we just got to see where it goes. Like it's not over. Um, I expect them to contend next year, but you know, I had no, you know, I know we joked about it. Like I have the Leafs going all the way to the cup. You know, I knew that they weren't going to go all the way to the cup. Their defense isn't good enough. And they're going to really yeah. have to look at that in the off season absolutely they need to make some moves so anyways and even then like i'm driving home and you know there's talk about john carlson uh and you know how much he's gonna want in uh, free agency and i'm uh, you know i subscribe to the idea that you know jake gardner has a year left on his contract i like jake gardner he's not a perfect player um he knows that like watching his press conference last night where he starts tearing up i'm like fuck i can't watch this man like (laughs) he was so critical of himself and he should be but you know He's he's I think he's 27. He'll be 28 when his contract expires. Um, I don't know if the Leafs are necessarily going to have the money to throw there, and if Riley is going to be their number one, um, you know, left-handed defenseman, you hope that Dermott could slot behind him. You know, maybe they look at moving on from Gardner, and maybe that will yeah. allow them to spend a little bit more money on a guy like John Carlson, and maybe they look for like a shutdown left-handed defenseman that could maybe slot in the bottom six uh or bottom six of their uh of their defense that is and and just you know kind of see right like if you can get a a five or six guy who's going to be a left-handed defenseman we hope that dermot's going to be a top four but you know you never know what's going to happen i just can't really see a scenario where it would make sense to sign gardner when you have depth on the left side what you need is to spend money on the right side oh absolutely so anyways that's my rant people are gonna listen to this and go well they really glazed over the western conference but fuck chris had a lot to say about the leafs we are not a leafs podcast but i just needed to get that out in the open man there,
0: there's some fan in us that needs to talk about it sometimes yeah you know how
1: i am well i'm a jets fan now so but well, we're, we're, we both are go jets um <laughs> so as we continue to go through it uh when we look at the Lightning in Boston, what do you think that looks like? Like that's a matchup I'm I'm pretty excited to watch as well because I think light the Lightning are going to suffocate the Bruins personally. Yeah, absolutely, and that's not coming from like a revenge standpoint. It's just I think Tuukka Rask was not a great goalie, and I'm not saying that Anderson was like you know the the, the you know. He wasn't anything special either in some of the games, but I think, you know, the one thing that was kind of a glaring weakness is that the Bruins' um, bottom six, even though we saw a little bit from Danton Heinen, um, Jake DeBrusque um, wasn't playing in the bottom six, but uh, amazing, amazing uh, performance from him in that series. I just feel like offensively, the the Lightning are going to suffocate them.
0: Yeah, and, like, this is a bit of a hot take, but... Tampa and Boston play so similarly, like, are so similar a game of hockey that I don't think Boston's going to know what to do against them.
1: Do you just mean, like, from a lineup perspective?
0: Yeah, from a lineup and, like, basically their, their MO, like, Boston and Tampa both pound the hell out of whoever they meet, mm-hmm. like, offensively. And, like, their defense is kind of, like, most teams, like, have a defensive core and an offensive core. And they both have their own separate jobs, but yeah. bo- you can tell f- from Boston and from Tampa Bay that the defensive job is—it's very like let's fuel the offense. Yeah, well, like, it's also
1: experience too, right? Like there were points like, you know, I was going to save this till later towards the, the the pod, like the end of the podcast. But Charlie McAvoy getting snubbed for the Calder is crazy to me, considering yeah. how good he was for Boston. Uh, in the regular season. But you look at how he was performing, um, you know, during the beginning of, uh, you know, the, the, the first round of the playoffs, he was shaky at points. And he yeah, took a few absolutely. stupid penalties too. Um, but it's, yeah, anyways, let's, uh, I, I don't want to dwell on Boston too much here, but let's let's hope Tampa spanks them uh, yeah, for all the Leaf fans. <laughs> we're, we're
0: both with Tampa.
1: <laughs> Perfect. Uh, we touched on it already off the top, but uh, you have, the uh the capitals obviously uh who played the uh the uh what's that team called again
0: blue jackets yeah
1: that's right (laughs) um sorry i had a bit of a brain fart there that series was pretty interesting i'll say the goaltending i think for me was like one of the bigger parts of the conversation um i think holtby's played pretty decently all things considered But not, um, that's
0: not. It wasn't a playoff Holtby. That was. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, it, it's it's interesting. Like Bobrovsky obviously <laughs> you know an, an incredible goalie. But to be honest, I didn't really watch too much of that series. I think I watched two of the games, and I just kind of had them on in the background when I had other stuff going yeah, on.
0: I, I I just watched highlights of it.
1: Yeah. Um, but Panarin is like when you think about columbus's offseason plans they got to start looking at that panarin contract right yeah oh absolutely yeah um that was kind of my big takeaway i love the way that panarin plays um i think that like i said earlier seth jones um you know he is a elite right-handed defenseman he quietly had an amazing season as well uh, should probably be up there for the norris mm-hmm. and then you also look at the uh you know Performance from other players on that team, and you know they're they're a pretty deep team. All things considered, I know we kind of shit on them earlier in the year because they didn't have the uh, the power play that they had the the prior year, and and how you know powerful that power play was. You weren't really seeing it as much this year, but you know I, I want to see Ovechkin win a cup. You know yeah. before he heads back to Russia with a year left in his deal. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll we'll just have to see how that plays out, but. Um, Obviously, we both had Pittsburgh winning against um, the Flyers. Was there anything there that stood out to you that you want to chat
0: about? No. Like, it was... um, Like, I expected it to happen. The um, Like, they didn't beat the hell out of each other like I thought that they would. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought that that was going to be a much more hard-hitting season. Or, uh, sorry, um, like, playoff series. Yeah. But it was just... It was typical, like Pittsburgh hockey. Like Pittsburgh ran all over him. Like watching Sidney Crosby play is always such a treat. Um, K- Kessel carried a lot of weight. Malkin didn't show up. Like it was. Well, he's injured too, right? Yeah. But like I'm, I'm just like, for like Malkin, like you expect you, you expect to rely on him, like for, for like the playoffs, and like he's so unpredictable.
1: Yeah, well, I don't feel like he's unpredictable. I mean, if you think about what he did last year, like he was incredible last year. I yeah. think um, I, I'm not quite sure what the injury is. I'm just pulling it up here just to when see. When did he
0: get hurt? Did he get hurt game four? Or? Uh, yeah,
1: I yeah, it was earlier in the in the series because Pittsburgh beat Philly in game six when Malkin didn't play. Yeah, he was injured in game. He was injured in game five
0: okay yeah because i was gonna but you didn't hear much out of him like like the i i at least he didn't like kessel and crosby stood out more to me than malkin did but
1: yeah i don't know i i honestly disagree with you i i think malkin doesn't get quite the same respect that other players do on that team whether it's him being snubbed for a con Smythe, which i think has happened several times in my opinion um you know, I think he's one of the best players in the world. He had
0: oh, he he like there's no denying how awesome he is. Like, yeah. He's,
1: Are you just talking I, about like from a consistency standpoint?
0: Yeah, like he he's a like a bit of a sloppy hockey player if he doesn't like really stick his mind to it. And it, yeah, like he's kind of like a Subban, like a high risk high reward. But he he's much more reward than he is risk.
1: Yeah, I well, like, I feel like because of the Broussard trade, um, it affords them the ability to. Not sit, Malkin. Obviously, he's injured, but it gives yeah. them the center depth. Um, yeah, and it I gives think them the breathing Derek. Room. Yeah, exactly. I think Derek Broussard's done a good job of that. So yeah. we'll have yep. to see how it layers out there.
0: The only thing, um, like, come, like out of that season is like TSN posted the thing about Wayne Simmons today, and how he only missed seven games this season, but out of the injuries uh, that he can remember, he played with uh, jaw surgery, no ligaments in his thumb a torn pelvis, a fractured ankle, a pulled groin and many more. Yeah, Wayne, I
1: when Simmons is all man, I saw that and there was somebody on Twitter who got retweeted. I don't have their name, so I'm sorry I can't give them the proper credit, but they had said I don't want to, you know, misquote them, but the gist of it was, you know, that they had a hot take and that the hot take was is that instead of playing a guy who's not you know, ready to play or had, had suffered those injuries. Why wouldn't they play somebody else who's fresh uh, and yeah. not injured and see what kind of impact that they can have? Cause Philly's had injury problems. Yeah. Obviously, you know, they've, they've had goaltending problems as well. Uh, hopefully a guy like Mrazek can stick around. Cause I think that, you know, he still has a little bit of upside in him left, but a guy like Brian Elliott, you know, he had his challenges this year. Um, and, and I think that they've, they've got to get, you know, some goaltending damage down um, because I don't think Carter Hart, who is, you know, I think going to be an incredible goalie. He's going to be Philly's all star all star goalie for the next ten years. Um, you know, he's not ready yet. He's going to probably need a couple of years um, with the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms, and. Yeah you know when you look at a team like philly they're a deep team man like they've got yeah. a deep prospect pool uh we went and saw the marley's play against lehigh valley last season um my mom bought us tickets and me and my brothers went and saw them and lehigh valley has got some great talent man um you you obviously got some older guys but like You know, Philly's defense is crazy. They've got some amazing prospects. Um, You know, Morgan Frost, I don't know if you've ever heard of him before. He's a a pretty big deal. He lit it up in the OHL this year. And a guy like Morgan Frost is going to be an impact player for them for years to come as well. But until then, I agreed with this person's sentiment that, you know, really... You know, rather than playing, you know, a great player at 50 percent, why don't you play somebody who's maybe unproven at 100 percent and see what they can do? Do you know what I mean? Well,
0: and but and you see the dangers of playing like Crosby almost didn't return to the NHL because they played him before he was ready. Right. And so like that, that's the risk you take when you also play that. I just I just thought that that was an interesting uh, takeaway from that series is that you had an injured Simmons
1: yeah and radko gudas obviously the uh the practice mishap where he uh hurt sean couturier did you see that video i know but i heard about it dude it's it's like karma man like radko (laughs) gudas is such a slime ball on the ice and then he ends up hurting their number one center with Giroux moving over to the wing this year like fuck (laughs) just brutal just absolutely terrible um but hey you know it's the way it goes it was an interesting story but here we are um so as far as the caps and penguins go
0: where where do you think you'll land it's tough like they both like played the same amount of hockey they both played six games um like they're pretty evenly matched um like if we look at the statistics um but uh washington comes out a bit on top and you know i I feel like it's Washington's year.
1: Yeah, I'm going to change my pick, um, which was Pittsburgh. Yeah, We know that Melkin's going to be coming back. He should probably be ready for game two. Yeah. But if we are talking about, you know, it being Ovechkin's year, I'd be pretty excited for that. I mean, it would be really interesting to see a three-peat uh, from Pittsburgh. I think it would solidify Crosby as the best player in the world, which to me isn't even a question. Oh, he's Um, the best player of all time. Of all time. Is that right?
0: Well, as of right now, like, he's, like, uh, like, it's a hot take, but, like, obviously Gretzky did so much for the game of hockey. Yeah. And, like, the Richards did so much for the game. Like, I'm not discrediting anything that these guys have done. Yeah. But if you watch Sidney Crosby play, like, he's... He's a robot that was, like, made for playing perfect hockey. Like,
1: Yeah, I can see that perspective. He, Sorry, my sarcasm wasn't to be, like, you're wrong. It's just I,
0: I was no, curious no, like, to hear
1: your point
0: on it. Like, at the time, Gretzky was the greatest hockey player of all time. At the time, the Richard brothers were the greatest hockey players of all time. Like everyone ever there's been a greatest hockey player of all time throughout all these waves and this wave Sidney crosby's the best hockey player of all time
1: yeah and i'm not quite ready to give it to mcdavid yet and and i don't know if that's you know a a wrong take or a wrong way to look at it i just think we haven't seen Connor mcdavid you know play in the types of games or you know be in the situations that crosby's been in for me to really see crosby have to you know Handed over to him. Yeah, um, absolutely. While we're talking here, I was like, "Oh, maybe I should see who won the game." And Pittsburgh uh, won the game. I know, I know. Yeah, so Pitts up uh, one nothing on Washington uh, in the series, and I didn't even realize that San Jose and Vegas were playing tonight. I thought that that game was starting tomorrow, or that series no, it was starting tomorrow. Starts tonight. And your Vegas Golden Knights are up two nothing. Big deal, <laughs> as they would be. I don't know, man. Like At the end of the day, I don't mean to sound unenthusiastic about the other teams, but quite frankly, there's just some series that I really care about and some that I just, yeah, whatever.
0: Yeah, well, I'm not really interested in watching Vegas and San Jose until the end of the series. Yeah. Um, but I'm really interested in Nashville, Winnipeg, and I'm really interested in Washington, Pittsburgh.
1: Yeah, for sure yeah it'll be interesting so let's recap you and i agreed on all of them i think yeah we're, we're unanimous so we had uh, winnipeg
0: oh, or no you had san jose i had vegas yeah
1: so we disagreed once but and i'm just then, disagreeing to be difficult they just then, scored another fucking goal it's three nothing
0: and then um did you hear both, me i did vegas I just
1: scored an, you didn't even celebrate no woohoo or anything
0: well, because I have I have it, like, refreshing constantly in, in the background while we're talking.
1: <laughs> so, you, okay, fine. You don't have to rub it in my face.
0: <laughs> um, and then we have Tampa going on, and then we have Washington going on. Yeah. Perfect. Cool. Well, let's... Uh, and then, I guess once we come down to conference finals we'll have a different conversation (laughs) yeah we'll have to um
1: i wanted to quickly say that there's a couple of um just a couple quick things that i wanted to hit on if that's all right yeah beauty um so did you hear that the well you didn't hear you know about this already we have the draft lottery coming up on saturday yeah that was my drum roll um (laughs) so you know i'm Draft time is, like, my favorite time. Um, So it'll be really interesting to see what happens as far as that goes. Now, did you hear, because I was reading about it uh, on my lunch break today, that there's going to be a split? So the first 12 picks would be unveiled during the pregame. So it's the pregame that's prior to the Vegas and uh, San Jose game. And then the final three will come during the second intermission. So they're going to break it up for a little bit. I like that. Yeah, I don't know how I feel about it. I think it builds excitement. Like, those three fan bases are going to be going nuts wondering if they won the Rasmus-Dalene sweepstakes. Um, (laughs) But the other side of it that you got to look at is, you know, even if you your second overall pick or your third overall pick, Andre Svechnikov or Philip Zadina are some pretty amazing consolation prizes to not get in Dalene. So, yeah, it'll be interesting, but... um, Listen buddy, I just wanted to say thanks. I know you've been working a long day (laughs) and I like basically forced you into doing this episode so that we could get our picks out.
0: No no we needed chocolate, the round was done. It was it was an obligation. (laughs)
1: Absolutely. Well, I've got some exciting news that I can't quite share with you yet because I'm still working through the details, but I'm working on our guests over the summertime, uh, and we have got some pretty amazing guests lined up uh, for the summer, some people we want to interview. You know, we're, we're still doing the podcast over the summer, even though, um, you know... I, We're maybe not going to be able to do it as frequently, um, but we're definitely going to be hitting on big news Um, as it becomes available. We'll do a draft episode. I think we're going to be doing our draft episode with uh, our friend Thomas Williams, who is now a writer for the Leafs Nation. Pretty exciting for him. Uh, And then we're going to do another episode with Tim Waugh and then um, people we've already had on the show, obviously, check them out. And then we've got uh, a couple of guests lined up over the summer. So as soon as I have some more information and concrete uh, episodes put
0: together, I will be revealing those. Other than that, was there anything else you wanted to add, man? No, I'm just excited to uh, see how this unfolds. This has been one of the most exciting playoff brackets that I've seen in a long time.
1: Yeah, it's going to be good, man. Um, We are so fortunate to be able to watch Nashville play against uh, the Winnipeg Jets. uh, Chris and Carter's Winnipeg Jets, may I add? (laughs) Uh, That it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, And you know what, man? I'm thrilled. Thanks again for the jersey. Um, I don't know. Like, I've been wearing it around my house a little bit. But because it's a white jersey, I'm just terrified I'm going to spill something on it.
0: Yeah. Well, we'll just get Shifley on the back. And then it'll be like there's a barrier there. I might get buffling, to be honest.
1: Dutton Bufflin? I've been thinking about it a lot, man. But <laughs> anyways, um, listen, guys, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, apologize if the episode was a little scattered, but hey, it's late, and we wanted to make sure we got this out. Um, as always, you can listen to Hosers on iTunes and SoundCloud, and while you're there, you can rate or review the podcast on iTunes or leave a comment on SoundCloud. Those things are great. They help us grow what we're doing, and we want to continue doing it for you, so thank you for your support. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Penalty Kills Penalty Z and Carter Lupel at Carter Lupel. Did I do that? Did I do
0: that good? Yeah, that was good. That was great.
1: Yeah, I'm practicing for when we have a sponsor and I have to do like a fucking read for like Zip Recruiter or something. But I'll be really good at it by that (laughs) point.
0: Is your sleep shit? You should get an ND mattress. Don't you mean a Casper mattress? We'll we'll have to see who bites on first. Mm -mm. We'll have to see. This (laughs) episode
1: of Hosers is brought to you by Seat Giant. They follow me on Twitter, so I don't know. Maybe maybe we could uh, get, I don't know, five or six bucks or something. Seat Giant, if you're listening. <laughs> Hit us up on Twitter. Okay, enough. <laughs> I will talk to you guys next time. Thanks for listening. See ya. Later,
0: guys.